0: Hello, everyone. This is Mariah Muhammad with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are thrilled to be joined by Dr. Jim Milton, vascular surgeon and co founder of the Cardiovascular Health Clinic. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you?
1: Doing great. Thank you for having us, Mariah.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, Well, to begin, we could jump right into today's conversation. So, Doctor, the first question I want to ask you is, can you talk a little bit about your practice and why you chose to open a hybrid OBL slash ASC?
1: Sure. Great question. I think that um, we were founders of a large hospital system uh, that was physician-owned in Oklahoma City, built those in 2002, and we kind of uh, felt like there, there was a trend towards uh, CPT codes and HOPD cases uh, in the hospital space uh, trending towards the uh, surgery center space. And we, we really were excited about seeing this and the hospital system with its uh, administrative heavy and heavy, heavy overhead type of landscape. Uh, we decided to leave there in 2014 and, um, and build um, a surgery center and OBL hybrid. And the reason we chose uh, a hybrid model was uh, because of payers. And, and in 2014, anyway, not all of the CPD codes that are currently available in the surgery center had moved over. So we had to have the capability of doing those in the office-based space as opposed to the surgery center space uh, or JCO accredited license space. So we we chose to uh, invest in that on the front end as opposed to, you know, some some doctors and physicians choosing to just go uh, office-based lab only. Uh, you know, there's a lot more investment and a lot more. Um, Regulation on the on the surgery side, uh, and uh, a lot more higher higher standards. Even though uh, it doesn't matter what day our particular facility is a uh, OBL or an ASC, it's the same space, and the the standards are are exactly the same. It's just a matter of uh, payers uh, and what CPT codes pay in which space.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is all amazing. Thank you for sharing a bit of your story. Uh, I think you were definitely correct about that trend. And as you know, private equity investments in healthcare have skyrocketed, uh, especially in um, ASCs. And uh, cardiology is expected to be the next enticing investment from what we hear. Uh, For you, what is the current landscape right now? And why are cardiovascular ASCs enticing for investors?
1: Yeah, I think that that cardiovascular and vascular, um, uh, our particular model includes three specialties that work together real well in the space, uh, which include, uh, as you have already stated, cardiology, vascular surgery, and interventional radiology. So those are the three that really mix well uh, in the space. And I think that what you see now is basically what what happened in orthopedics, you know, probably ten years ago. So the the slope we're on the very very low end of the uh, curve as far as the slope and the and the uh, the just the, the awesome you know concierge type care that patients feel when they come to a smaller space, and you know that space just because it is smaller, you know it provides lower infection rates, obviously lower cost, transparent cost. Uh, and all of the things that patients you know really, really love. And so I think that uh, private equity has seen this as a very, you know, incredible opportunity, uh, just like total joints, uh, you know, or majority of those are being done in the surgery center space now, but that was uh, a new thing, you know, 10 to 12 years ago. So I think that you're seeing a new field basically enter the surgery space. And it's obviously, a lot higher end with patient care and choosing the patients that are appropriate for the space, uh, just like you would in an orthopedic uh, ASC, but but uh, even to a even to a higher degree. Uh, I think that uh, this is what has you know brought a lot of interest uh, from the private equity side. They see that same type of slope and growth in the cardiovascular vascular and interventional radiology space that they saw uh, in orthopedics, uh, GI, and and those other type of uh, specialties. But this particular space has just uh, a lot of net value, if you will, or EBITDA involved, uh, just uh, because of the types of procedures that we do and the amount of money we save the entire system, including Medicare and all commercial payers. Uh, as opposed to uh, the patients uh, being placed in a hospital or HOPD type of CPT or DRG code.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that insight. And since we're touching on private equity, in your opinion, how does the interest from private e- equity impact patient care, operations, and finances?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, when we when we decided to at least look at private equity in um you know 21 20 and 21 right basically in the middle of covid there was no financial uh need to do that we we we, we ran a good business uh and didn't really need capital at all on the local level but we are uh, my partner and i are you know towards the end of our careers and uh, still very, very busy practitioners and providers. But, you know, we, we had already been successful in our careers, but we, we really felt like we wanted to leave a legacy of what we thought healthcare looks like in the future. And so we, we went out in 2014 and, you know, we took a, took some significant risk at that time um and and built a 40,000 square foot building and 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 the surgery center and uh, and everything so i think that at the end of the day we decided to partner with private equity to try to try to develop this vision that we had of spreading this this model you know across states and that that's a different type of capital and uh and also, it's it's uh, supportive from the private equity side with with a very strong you know C suite, which involves you know a CEO, a COO, uh, CFO, uh, HR, and 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 marketing, as well as uh, uh, RCM cycles. So, uh, private equity, obviously, if you do not have that and it's not working well, or you need help with that. Particular Any of those particular sides of the business, you know, the, the C-suite or the private equity firm or uh, ours is uh, health and ambassador partners, HVP, you know, is always there to help you as far as any kind of operations, uh, obviously capital, uh, organic growth as far and as well as uh, surgery center uh, builds and um, um, the, the ability to uh, grow in different markets.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is all super nice to know. Uh, thank you for giving us that impact about, or that giving us that information about impact. For you, what are the advantages of working with private equity in your lab in your experience?
1: Again, I think it's just finding uh, with mergers and acquisitions, finding like minds and like physicians who practice uh, good, solid medicine. We get called three or four times a week uh, from groups and. Uh, we do a deep dive uh, initially into their practice and their practice habits, and, and it has to be good medicine or we're, we are not interested at all. Um, and so we, we, we do that first, and then we find like minds and like visions, and we t- start to, to try to partner with them across different states. And we have been very successful with that, taking uh, cardiologists, out of hospital systems that aren't happy, and majority of them aren't happy. Uh, if you, true, if you gave them truth serum, <laughs> they would they would say so. And I think that we have brought them out of those systems, built them medical office buildings, surgery centers, and partnered with them, and tried to emulate uh, what we have here in Oklahoma City.
0: So, quick follow-up question: How does industry play a role in your growth as a company?
1: So, I think it's real important, uh, you know, who you partner with on uh, your disposables that you use in the cath lab, and partner with a uh, someone who has the ability to leverage uh, disposable items that you use against capital that you need to build surgery centers. So with the private equity uh, capital and private equity growth throughout multiple states, uh, you don't only have leverage with payers, but you have leverage with um, partnerships with industry uh, to let to leverage your disposable items that you use during cases against capital buy equipment, which is you know, the most expensive part of, of the buy, obviously, other than the construction from the ground up. But once you start filling the space with the capital needed to take to take uh, state of art care of our patients, then uh, you know Heart and Vascular Partners, we we pick our partners very closely with uh, regarding our vendors because there's numerous vendors out there to include Philips, uh, which can uh, have the whole package because they have a complete capital equipment uh, division. Uh, so we, we uh, partner with them very closely, uh, which again, adds value to the private equity uh, side of the uh, equation.
0: Now I love to end with a question specifically for our audience listening. So doctor for practice owners looking to partner with private equity investors, what is your advice for choosing a partner? And also how did you find a partner? If you could give us a little story time, that would be great.
1: Sure. Uh, That's a great question. And I think that you never know about your private equity partner. It's kind of like getting married without dating anyone, if that makes any sense. But it's you try to find personalities that that match and you sometimes need help with a banker uh, for that transaction. Sometimes you don't, uh, depending on the size of the group and and uh, good attorneys on both sides. Obviously, your private equity side will have their attorneys, and you will have your attorneys, and you try to find that that private equity that fits what you want. I think that we chose a private equity firm that uh, was less up upfront and more rollover or waterfall possibility down the road because we believe in the model so much that. Uh, we believe this is the future, and so we chose a private equity firm, Assured, who now is, uh, you know, developed Health Ambassador Partners or HVP, uh, because of that vision uh, likeness as far as the uh, ability to to help junior partners. It gives you a great ability to recruit extremely high talent because they see the future and they see the ability to invest in something very special. Uh, It's also on the, again, the low end of the growth curve. So they have a really great chance of investing early in something that that, uh, could possibly be very valuable down the road.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for those final thoughts, doctor. I want to thank you for sharing your time and insights today, as well as Phillips for sponsoring today's content. To our audience, we hope you tune in to other Becker's podcasts and have a wonderful rest of your day.
1: Thank you.